You're listening to Radio Tab's Mobile Rolling. Presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound. Making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. He's going for a Dixon right here, right now. Leap to fame. He has exploded away. Margin is over 12 metres. Future assured Swayze. Better eclipse to the outside. Leap to fame. Leap to fame. Operation Inter-Dominion complete. It's all Larry. Leap to fame. Bolts in. What a moment for Dixon. Yeah, the Inter-Dominion final, of course. And uh, he's backing up three weeks in a row. He's a superstar, as we know. You'd say, barring incident, bad luck, he'll take care of them here in the Victoria Cup. Chris Barsby, good morning to you. Steve, good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. The market certainly says that, doesn't it? A dollar forty for a horse lining up in a Hunter Cup. This is a race that's steeped in history, and it had that golden period there, Steve, when it was a stand start between 1993 up to 2016. And when you look at the horses that won during that era, it's unbelievable. Just in recent times, there's been some great horses. Lazarus, King of Swing, Tiger Tara, Lock and Varad. Last year, Honolulu Bay can leap to fame at his name for that honour roll. Last time he was at this track, Melton, he was beaten in a bit of a blanket finish, Chris, wasn't he? And that's the, the day that, um, or the night that he had to work outside lead and do it the tough way in the Victoria Cup. Yeah, that's right, Steve. And Catchaway beat him home in that race. So uh, it was a bit of a blowout result with uh, Act now scoring in that race. Catchaway running second, leap to fame third. And he was courageous that night. Uh, it was just one of many performances last year where he was forced to do all the work and he was just left, um, you know, as a sitting short really in the last bit. But anyway, here he is lining up in this big race. This is right in his wheelhouse, 2,760 metres. The longer, the better for leap to fame. So... He's clearly the horse mm. to beat. That's a very good point you make, and uh, that's what makes me think with catch a wave, they'll hand up if he pushes on um, Leap to Fame, given that distance of 2760, because this horse would run 4,000 metres, wouldn't he? Um, yeah, and, and I think you, you raised a really good point yesterday. They they held the lead in the Tab Eureka, and Leap to Fame absolutely buried him on that occasion. So the pressure was extreme, and he, he cracked a long way out uh, back in that Tab Eureka race last, uh, late last year. So I, I don't think they'll want to try and, you know, get into that arm wrestle with Leap to Fame. They know he's probably just as quick, if not quicker, for point-to-point speed. So their best chance of winning this race, catch a wave, is to try and out-sprint him. So if they're looking for a horse to follow, they've got the perfect opportunity here. Yeah, you'd love to be just on his back. And as you said, Chris, they've got bigger fish, you know, not bigger, necessarily bigger fish, but you think a miracle miles a race, you know, if he draws well, he can be highly competitive in. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, well, he's the defending champ. He went super up there last year, winning the chariots and then coming back to, to win the miracle miles. So that probably looks his best opportunity. But it's going to be interesting. Andy Gantz, a very shrewd trainer. He's won this race previously, so he knows what's required. But uh, he's coming up against a uh, generational type talent, as we keep saying. So this is going to be a good contest. And the other big thing, which we've discussed all week long, if Leap to Fame does find the lead at this in this race at some point tomorrow night... Who's going to take the race up to him? Nothing. No. Mm. no. There's not much there. What's the, In regards to stake earnings in this country with standard breeds, who, who holds the record at the moment, Chris? Uh, Black's the fake. What sort of money are we talking? 
uh, $4.5 million. Right. So he's clearly number one. Number two, I'm the mighty Quinn. So there wasn't a great deal between those two guys at the end of their careers, but they're clearly numbers one and two. Mm. To leap to fame's getting close to $2 million, 31 wins from 41. I'm just thinking if he wins this, wins the Miracle Mile, he's favourite for both, happens mm. to win that race in New Zealand if mm. he goes there that by grins. Yeah, and um, then he comes back for our winner carnival. The blacks are mm. fake. He'll be getting up there. Yeah, and he's a lot yeah. more in him as well. He won't be rushed off to stub, we don't think. Jared Daffy, good morning. Morning, Steve. Morning, Chris. Jared, good morning. How's things? Really good. I'm sure you've got a story to tell about the Hunter Cup. As I said, it's steeped in history, this race, and it's had a number of changes, but that golden era between 93 to 2016, that the two-mile stand start, that's when this race just took off. There were some great horses prior to 1993 that won it. You're talking Pure Steel, Koala King, Gamelite, but I'm sure you've got some good stories about this night. Yeah, well, uh, it's, I mean, obviously it used to be at Mooney Valley and standing room only on those nights because of the terrific horses that we had in. And the stand start certainly added a lot to it. You just mentioned a few of the winners there, but, you know, you go back to the likes of of Gamma like that and that. And, you know, Bill Collins used to call uh, these races. And then, of course, Brian Markovic, Brian Martin did some of the calls as well. But it was, uh, it, it was always a fantastic night and a fantastic race. And, probably has lost a little bit of its gloss but fingers crossed uh, that trophy can come north tomorrow night just in your personal opinion should it revert back to a stand look i don't know enough about it but the experts uh, who follow harness racing closely say that stand starts are done and dusted two of the races that always stood out on the calendar each year well, definitely the Kilmore Cup was the first, and it was always you know a handicap stand start, and they got the best horses. Well, the Kilmore Cup has definitely lost a lot of gloss now. I think it's on uh, on a Sunday night or a Friday night. It's no longer a stand. Uh, the you know the field is quite often inferior to what there is around at that particular point in time. But it is a congested calendar in this day and age. But you know the Hunter Cup and uh, and and that Kilmore Cup, aside from races like, uh, you know, the Inter-Dominion, the Miracle Mile, etc., they were the two that everybody looked forward to, and I think mm. the stand start definitely was an attraction to those races. Yep, no doubt. So here we are on Saturday night, tomorrow night, mobile start, and we've got a forty favourite. What's, mm. the, what's the, uh, the vibe been like all week since the barrier draw? Not a lot of action. Uh, he's, he's been... Uh, this is um, Leap to Fame we're talking about. 135 out to 140 uh, subsequent to the, to the barrier draw. Don't be put off by that. It's just a tightening of the percentages. Hasn't been a lot of other move. Uh, catch a wave, unmoved at $6. Uh, better Eclipse is a $21 chance. Don't Stop Dreaming's been 9 out to 10. Um, no, they haven't really backed anything to beating, Chris. So I would suggest that come tomorrow night... Um, on what we've seen so far, dollar forty might be top of the tree, but rest assured he's going to be a long odds on favourite. Mm. For a race like this, it's it's a little disappointing that there's such a clear favourite because, as we just spoke about, there's been so many great horses, so many great clashes in the Hunter Cup, but this one looks looks clear cut, and the market reflects that a dollar forty. Mm. The other thing too, and you you guys touched on it before, was uh, I think most concede that Catch a Wave will probably lead and probably hand up, and you know the, does it then become a pr- uh, procession? 
probably yes. So, uh, you know, the competitive edge is taken out of these type of races when you've got a long odds on favourite that most are probably happy to drive for second placing. The, the other point that we spoke about during the week, and I'm keen to get your thoughts here, the emergency is drawn in the field, and lo and behold, he comes up with barrier one. If he secures yeah. a start, can't find a better man. He, he is right in the mix here. He does have a victory over Leap to Fame. Do you think they probably need to tinker with that uh, that rule where they're drawn the outside of the second row, the I emergencies? Sh- I should have mentioned that because there has been some support for Can't Find a Better Man, 21 into 14. Uh, you'd think it'd be highly unlikely that he, he gains a run, but I, I think you're right. If if you're not good enough to be in the field, do you really deserve to get you know the gun barrier draw? Probably mm. not. Yeah. Yeah, it's something that needs to be looked at, and uh, I know Darren Clayton was talking about it earlier in the week. So, mm. yeah, it's a it's an interesting one, anyway. So that's race six tomorrow night, seven forty five Queensland time. So that's prime time for Leap to Fame uh, racing in the Hunter Cup. One of the other big highlights tomorrow night, they've moved the Great Southern Star. This is the big trot race, Jared, to Hunter Cup night. It was a standalone meeting last year. Now it's on the same night as the Hunter Cup. So. Very similar to the Little Brown Jug. Uh, these horses compete in races two and three. They're the two heats. And then they return later in the program, race eight, in the final. Uh, firstly, do you like this concept? Uh, I don't mind it. It, it. I guess it's similarly based to uh, the Elite Lop, and we know how successful that has been on the other side of the globe. I guess the beauty of, of this series this year is, you know, you've got this absolute star um, uh, just believe and you know call me the breeze we don't know how good he is uh, or how good he's going to be here so there's plenty of draw cards it's just worth pointing out here uh, Chris that tomorrow night we'll have the two heats races two and three and then they all come back later in the night or, or those who qualify for the final which is race eight on the program now if you go and have a look on the tab menu on, on the app or if you're in a tab outlet or the internet you'll see that you, if you click on race eight there's nothing there if you look for if you're looking for that uh, market at the moment, you've got to go to futures and then click on Great Southern, and you'll see it there. Just believe a dollar fifty. Call me the breeze five fifty. RC Phoenix at seven fifty. Uh, Majestuoso at nine. The rest are eleven or better. There's been no real change to that market, and quite clearly, once the first heat starts tomorrow night, that closes, and then after the second heat is over. Race 8 will be populated by those and the barrier draw in them. So uh, worth taking that into consideration. If you want to have a bet now before the heats, by all means do so, but you've got to go into racing futures. The two heats are open, uh, but tomorrow night uh, that field will be populated in race 8 after the two heats. Okay, and just for those that are wondering, uh, top three qualify from the uh, the two heats and then they go on time. So that's how mm. the rest of the field will be uh, selected for that race. So with uh, race two, heat one tomorrow night, call me the breeze, the former French trotter. He's $1.70, 360 Mufasa Metro and Majestuoso, who's fresh up, 650. Is there any sort of market move here? Against the favourite, yes. Uh, 155 out to 170, call me the breeze. Uh, Kiang Ignite has uh, been backed at a price, number four, fifth, uh, 17 into 7.50. And the other one you mentioned there, um, a faster Metro, 4.50 into 3.60. I guess the important thing you mentioned there before, Chris, is that first three qualify and then it goes on times after that. 
So how they approach this, I'm not 100% mm. certain, but quite clearly the 155 was too short in those who play early. Uh, also a bit of money for he's all muscle, 17 into 12. So there is a distinct trend away from that favourite at the short, uh, short odds. Okay, well, that's important there. So he's on the drift, call me the breeze. We spoke with Jason Lee yesterday. He gave a good push for Kiang Ignite. What about Heat 2? Just believe the clear choice here. $1.35, is there any movement away from him? Yes, uh, RC Phoenix from Barrier 3, 18 to 420. Uh, Queen Elida, uh, Barrier 4, 488 to 5. Just looking for anything else there. Not really. The favourite, just believe, did open at 130. Now out to 135. That just came on the back of that early support for RC Phoenix. It's been that way for two days, Chris. Again, I don't know whether you'll do a whole lot better than the 135. You know, he's the profile horse. Uh, punters love him, and why not? Because he keeps winning. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about that. RC Phoenix, not surprised there is support for him, uh, given that he went a track record at Bendigo two starts ago. So that's uh, the heats of the Great Southern Star races two and three. What about race four at Milton tomorrow night, uh, Jerry? This is the gold chalice for the three-year-old fillies. And the favourite here, it's quite open, this race. Uniquely ideal. She suffered defeat for the first time last week against the boys, but she's back against the girls tomorrow night. 3.20, 3.50 the answer. And then we're looking at 5.50 paradigm. So what's the move here? Well, Pundas thinks she'll be back tomorrow night, uniquely ideal. Opened at 7.50, got into 3.40 this morning into 3.20. Won the answer has met with some sort of support, but nothing like uniquely ideal. It's been 440 into 350, and subsequent to that, the rest have gone out. Particular paradigm, 320 now out to 550, and free as a bird, 550 out to $8.50. But a really good push there for uniquely ideal. Okay, race number five tomorrow night. This is the four-year-old Bonanza. This is a good race, this one. Many of these eyeing a spot in the chariots in Sydney. Early scratching Catalpa Rescue. Rescue. The emergency, another Nien, secures the start. Captain's knock 320. 350 perfect class who's first up. Captain Hammerhead first up, $4. Uh, Frankie Ferocious, the Queenslander, now with Jason Grimson. He's right in the mix at 3.50. And then we're starting to get out to longer odds. So who's the best push here? Well, that trio, uh, they sort of dominate the market. And in their turn, each have uh, met with some sort of support, but nothing major. Uh, Captain's Knock uh, has been 3.70 into 3.20, so it's the favourite now. Perfect Class was the favourite. It's 3.30 out to 3.50. Uh, Captain Hammerhead, Hammerhead 3.70 out to $4. Uh, I should have said this, 4. Frankie Ferocious, 4 into $3.50. So, as I said, there's no major standout at the moment. Uh, forced to have a pick for the best back so far would be Captain's Knock, but not by a terrible lot. Okay, that's a good race there. Plenty at stake. Uh, what about the Pure Steel, named after the uh, the champion of the past? And in some ways, this is the consolation of the Hunter Cup. Early scratching here, tangoing with Sierra. The favourite is the Queenslander. Tim's a trooper at three eighty. Uh, we've got four eighty. Pete said so. Five dollars better isolate. Five fifty major moth. And then we're looking at triple eight six fifty eight dollars ideal escape. Yeah. Um... No, no big activity. Three dollars eighty the field. That, that you know does suggest it's a wide open affair. The first one they backed here was two ideal escape. Uh, Sixteen into eight hasn't moved since. Uh, better isolate has been four forty out to five dollars. Uh, Major moth four eighty out to five fifty. 
triple eight five fifty out to six fifty, and the other one, Tim's a trooper. Well, two others, but uh, Tim's a trooper has been the mover of those in the market four sixty into three eighty, and Pete said so four out to four eighty. So you know there are a handful there that are fairly congested, uh, a congested market. But at the moment, Tim's a trooper has been the best of those, and looking outside of that, in particular, number two, Ideal Escape sixteen into eight. Okay, and the other rows that I wanted to look at, the Mercury 80 final. This is over 1,200 metres, so it's a a one-lap dash here coming out of heats last week. The favourite is Jillaby Jack Sparrow. He's at 280. Uh, Le Captain, 380. Let's rock and roll, or let's rock, let's roll at 390. And then we've got 480 Jillaby Kung Fu, 550 Delvey Robin. Looks open. Yeah, interesting races, aren't they? Uh, These We know how popular they've been at Redcliffe uh, each year, and obviously... Uh, the Southerners have, uh, have run off that idea as well. Now, Jillaby Jack Sparrow opened at 3.40. We hadn't done anything at all there until this morning. And all of a sudden, crash, bang, wallop into $2.80. Uh, nine Le Captain in the original market was uh, 4.80 into 3.80. Jillaby Kung Fu had been 6.50 into 4.80. And Let's Rock and Roll, which was the equal favourite with Jillaby Jack Sparrow when the markets first went up at three forty, it's now at the three dollars ninety. So uh, as the or three ninety, yeah, as the race approaches, uh, you know, I always in particular look out if there's no major move early for the ones that start to shorten up Friday morning, and that is the case here with Jillaby Jack Sparrow. Okay, good push there for number six in race nine. So overall, it looks a, an intriguing card, and it's obviously a little tough for punters to work out, but there are a yeah. few that have met with good support. So if we're looking at a multi tomorrow night at Melton, what are you going to say? Well, I'm going to say there's two here at a bit of a price. Perhaps you back them both uh, win only, or you can take uh, the double or throw them into a multi with Leap to Fame if you like. And they they are race four number nine uniquely ideal, which has been seven fifty into three twenty as I said, and that one we just mentioned then race nine number six Jillaby Jack Sparrow at two dollars eighty. So there is still a bit of a price available for both of those if you wanted to back each singly or take them in a multi and couple them up with either Leap to Fame or Just Believe. As I said, those two shorties haven't firmed in the market at all, but that doesn't necessarily mean that there's a set against them. Uh, Maybe they're just a little bit too short at this point in time. All right, with those two horses, uniquely ideal, 3.20 and Jillaby Jack Sparrow, 2.80. So if you couple them up and you can throw in Leap to Fame or one of those other shorties, you might... It's around about $9 or $10 for the double, so it's still big value. Too right it is, too right. So it was well worth checking out. So that's yep. all in front of us tomorrow night. After tomorrow night, uh, we've got the Cranbourne Cup. There's talk whether or not Leap to Fame could head there or not. But all the focus will then switch to Sydney because the countdown will be on for the Miracle Mile. The Chariots of Fire, Miracle Mile. There's going to be some great racing in Sydney. Doesn't end, does it? No, it just keeps going. <laughs> it keeps going. I appreciate the time this morning. We'll talk oh, basic, is, touch base is there again anything next today? We can get uh, a start somewhere. Yep, race two, number one, San Maria. I think it's yep. around even money with Tab right now, but Nathan what's Dawson... A, what's even money? Is that $2? That's correct. Yeah, he blows up. He yeah. up. Use the old term. Oh, don't the like that? The old doesn't exist. Right, That's 20 okay. years ago. Right, so it's $2 we're, we're for... We're talking a... to a new market. <laughs> right, eh? Uh, race two, number one, San Maria. So Nathan Dawson is back on board. So that's right. our go for tonight. And then tomorrow night at Albion Park, I see no reason why what a roller doesn't just jump in front and do what he did last week. So race four, number three. So two by one tonight, four by three tomorrow night. Come on. Righto. Thank you. We'll talk next week.
See you, gents. There's Jared Daffy from Tabs. There's a lot to look at uh, as far as those prices are concerned, not only for tomorrow night, but there's a lot of futures markets out and about as well. So we'll go through them a little bit later. Ryan Spice is online with us now. Ryan, good morning. Morning, Chris. How are we? Very well. Is it as clear-cut as what the market says with the Hunter Cup? A dollar forty leap to fame. We drift a smidge, Chris. Out, definitely out past a dollar fifty. Um, but I think he'll hit his ceiling maybe at a dollar sixty, and then uh, come jump time, he'll be. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say right in the middle, a dollar fifty. I think is going to be his jump price. But uh, I smell a trap, Chris. I haven't heard one pundit from Victorian circles say that Catch a Wave can beat Leap to Fame. So uh, very interesting. Mm. With a lap left to run tomorrow night in the AG Hunter Cup, do you expect to see Leap to Fame in front? 100%. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And that'll be Catch a Wave on his back? Uh, a lock as well, Chris, yes. Even if uh, there's a scratching and can't find a better man get to start from barrier one, Catch a Wave, we know he's just got blister and gate speed. He led the Miracle Mile in 25 I think it was from memory. Yep, that'll be the map. I'm very confident. There's just such a large body of work to suggest that that's how it will pan out, that I'm more than confident that's how they will sit and run. Will he show that same turn of foot if he sits on his back over the long trip, catch a wave? That's probably the great unknown, Steve. I'm in the camp that this horse is now matured and versatile, so I think there's not going to be a lot in it on in the drive to the line. I think they'll clear out from the rest... Um, but I do expect Leap to fame staying power to get him home. Okay. What's your thoughts? And uh, this is all important. Just with the emergency drawn in the field, we've been talking about this throughout the week. Uh, Is it a yay or a nay? Should they be drawn the outside uh, so they're out of the way and the race can take shape and punters can bet with confidence, or should it remain as it is where they're drawn in the field? Yeah, it has to stop, Chris. It's just been going on for far too long. Uh, they need to be outside back row, and that's the way the cookie crumbles. Yeah, OK. All right. Well, that's the Hunter Cup. I want to get your thoughts on the Bonanza as well, because this is a, a very important race with the Chariots of Fire fast uh, approaching. Uh, Captain's not the favourite 320. The Queenslander, Frankie Ferocious, now with Jason Grimson. He's right on his heels at 350. What are your thoughts here? Yeah, great addition of the the Bonanza. We've got uh, Captain Hammerhead first up, the M. Stewart runner, Perfect Class, who's a very strong type in Barrier 1. And we've got this super smart New South Wales cult, Captain's Knock, uh, all coming from front row draws, drawn, you know, they'll jump from Barriers 1, 2 and 3. And then we've got the the super switch. We've got uh, Frankie Ferocious now in the, with the Grimson Heart combination. Um, great race. I don't know how to fit mm. them. Um, probably... I do think perfect class is a significant risk of being crossed, so I kind of lean more to a Captain Hammerhead and a Captain's Knock play. Okay. The Chariots is going to be a race this year, isn't it? 2024 edition. Yeah, let's pop uh, Don't Stop Dreaming into the mix. Uh, Half of this year, it's going to be super. Yeah, and then you can throw in Merlin. Sooner the better. There's a few there for real life. Hopefully heads down that way and uh, struts his stuff. So that's the four-year-old Bonanza race five. Any thoughts on the Great Southern Star? Uh, I have a clear thought about Heat 3, Chris, with Just Believe now drawing inside back row. Um, I don't think punters should get uh, should be buttering up here. It is a heat. The horses are turning around and racing a few hours later. 
Uh, I think just watch that heat, let Just Believe do his thing, and then if he draws the front line in the final, that then it's time to bet. Okay. Where do we find your best bet across the weekend? Yeah, Chris, I like a few across the weekend. Uh, sticking with Melton, I think race one, number nine, Major Thinker. It's Mark Pitt driving for Lisa Pitt as trainer. This Colts uh, won five from eight. He draws nicely with a trailing draw over the short trip. Uh, once the emergency comes out, I think he's going to sit leaders back and he's currently 290 on tab, so happy to play there. Okay, so that's race one to nine. That's at Melton tomorrow night. Where else are we looking? Yeah, I think uh, close to home, Albion Park in the free-for-all. Um, I'm loving the place price here of Manila Playboy. Uh, currently at $1.80 with tab. We know it's Angus Garrard driving for Shane Fraser. He was great first up, um, super sectionally. Get to the middle trip here. I can't see how he misses top three. I think Deus Ex, Manila Playboy, and turn it up. I think they've got a clear uh, class gap on the rest of the field. There should be solid tempo, and I can see turn it up and Manila Playboy working into the race strongly. All right. So uh, a dollar eighty the place. It does does look juicy that price, doesn't it? Yeah, that, it feels it feels wrong, Chris. Um, I'm, I'm really keen that he shouldn't miss top three with no bad luck. All right, that's race two, number 11, the place. Manila Playboy, anything else for the weekend? And Chris, one in Sydney, uh, there was a trotter there last weekend that had the big red flashing light on. Race eight, number four, Victory Hill. Uh, he jumped around the $4 mark last week in, against stronger opposition. He got shuffled out in the run, but he absolutely screamed to the line. This race is weaker, so he certainly will be a lot tighter in the market. But uh, Will Rickson's taking the drive for Jared Elchin. I think if he trots all the way, I don't think they can beat him. All right, good push there. Race eight, number four, Victory Hill. That's Benangle tomorrow night. Hey, Ryan, enjoy Hunter Cup night tomorrow night. We'll touch base again next week. Perfect. Thanks, Chris. There's Ryan Spice joining us. Uh, he was keen. Race one, number nine, Major Thinker. That's Melton, 290. Race two, number 11, The Place, Manila Playboy, Albion Park, eighty, And eight by four, Victory Hill. Those prices will be coming through a little bit later for Menangle. Let's go back to Tab now. Andrew Spagnolo joins us and he's online. Andrew, good morning. Good morning, Chris. Uh, tomorrow night, this is a big night. You're going to be very busy, in particular with this great Southern star, now part of Hunter Cup night. So you've got to analyse the two heats and be ready for all the action that's going to come your way for the heats and then aim up again for the final a little bit later in the night. It's going to be hectic. It'll be, uh, as they say... In the, in the kitchen at times, it can get a bit heated. I think tomorrow night, hopefully, there's nothing burned because there's going to be so much happening and hopefully, for the punters' sake, uh, everything comes to light um, the way they want it delivered up. Never easy with the merging of totes and linking of um, fixed odds um, when the heats are run during the evening, but hopefully all goes well and we looks on paper like we actually could have a really good final. All right, well, let's focus on the Great Southern Star. We'll get to the Hunter Cup in just a moment. Just Believe is the favourite. Uh, you've got the all-in market up as it stands, uh, and he's favourite uh, for the series, the heat and the and the final, and rightly so. He's taking all before him. These, these heats are going to be a real tactical battle. They will be. As Ryan touched on uh, with Just Believe in particular, that, that one um, will be very interesting just to see how Greg Sugars approaches it. Um, as, as our listeners are probably well aware by now that the horses do go around twice in the one evening and it's a very rare event um, it, on, on our calendar and perhaps not even on 95% of other racing calendars bar Sweden as far as, as, far as I've seen so um, it's, it's a new thing for a lot of people, a lot of horses and 
I'd like to think that on paper there's a big chance the two favourites will take it out, but at the same time, I don't blame them for wanting to make sure that they look after the horse as much as possible in, in trying to win their heats. All right. Well, speaking of that then, um, and this is weather-dependent, obviously, the track record's 53-1 for the Trotters. I, is there a chance they could get near that tomorrow night? It's a good question because we opened that um, a market, an offer up regarding that earlier today, and when pricing it is, is a really tricky one to approach given last in the last two years they haven't really gotten close to it, yet Tornado Valley, I think, is in 2021 or... Um, edition of this series, he actually went 53-1 in the heat um, and then in the final he, he did win it but only went 57-1. So how do you approach that? Do you, do you think these horses are going to be looked after in the heats and hence the, the tempo won't be there or given the draws are they forced to work in the heat? So I priced it on the logic that it'll most likely happen if it is going to happen in the heats rather than the finals. History seems to suggest that. Um, this year could be the exception given there's two top liners on, on paper um, that aren't going to clash until the final. So um, I'm rather excited to see how that one holds up. I, I really I really think there's a chance both favourites will need to be um, somewhat pushed in their heat as far as time goes um, to be put into the race. And if that means they're going to have to ensure a genuine tempo, we actually could somehow see... Uh, a sub 53 mile which obviously would be a, a track record and something we don't see too often particularly given they're expected to back up two hours later mm, it's going to be fascinating there's no doubt about it for those that love betting on the straight out trotter you're starting to put a real hub of markets together for this uh, this race tomorrow night the great southern star so how many are you looking at having open for the great southern star markets wise the great southern star probably have between two and four, two to four offers um, uh, targeted towards that race, and then the Hunter Cup will have around the same. And the, the overall meeting hopefully will get up to ten offers. Um, just gives the punters a little bit something a little bit different, given on paper the, the finals or the feature races may have a short um, or a long odds on favourite that there may not be enough to entice them to um, have have something to watch throughout the evening, or in, in this case perhaps take some money offers. All right, so some of those markets are up now. So if they're listening, a punter's listening now, they can go and find them on the uh, on the uh, internet? Spot on, yep. Under Sports Beautiful. Today's offers, Melton Hub. All right, excellent. Uh, the Hunter Cup, clear favourite leap to fame, $1.40. Ryan thinks he might get out to about $1.50. What's your line of thinking here? Well, it's it's a tricky race in from a betting perspective in that he is $1.40 and perhaps trending north. Worth noting, he is, as far as dollars held on the race, he has been the only one back to the exclusion of probably 80... To the, to the exclusion of others to probably to a point where he's 80% of the hold currently. So if you're going off volume held so far, he's the only horse the punters are interested in. Just looking at the market layout, there has been a little bit of movement perhaps around him, hence why his odds is still $1.40. So... Ryan's probably on the money. Dollar fifty um, is, is on the cards. Dollar sixty, given everyone has him in front and no one's really um, put up put up a strong case for something beating him. I think a dollar sixty is a bit rich, and um, in my opinion, would be big overs. So, at best, dollar fifty. It wouldn't shock me if, particularly if there's any pre-race interviews or commentary regarding Catcher Wave's um, ambition to definitely hand up. 
which I think, like many others, he will, that could actually see the dollar forty tumble. I was going to say what Ryan said earlier. Like, if he leads, as many expect, he's a, isn't he a dollar? I mean, he's going to wear him down. Well, I actually believe the only way Catch a Wave can beat him is to sit on his back and to get him for literally raw speed or pure speed up the straight. So, in many, in some crazy ways, you actually might prefer Catch a Wave to park him, and if they don't run along. Uh, leap to fame or well, Larry as he's affectionately known, uh, known has has in the past um, had more than the measure of catch a wave in that sort of setup. so yeah I, I'm it sounds like everyone's team, team Larry and in this case team Queensland and it will take something exceptional to beat him if he's in front come the, the home corner it's a tough one for Kate Gath her drive here on catch a wave tomorrow night because is she driving to win this race, and obviously she is, but she's got to keep her mind open for the for the Miracle Mile, given that he's the defending champ and that's a race that just seems tailor-made for him. So she can't overplay her hand tomorrow night, but at the same time she's got to try and win the race. So it's, it's not going to be an easy drive for Kate with her decision-making. No, particularly given in the past, Catch a Wave has had a few behavioural issues which Touchwood appear to be under control in recent times. So this is a great opportunity for Connections to teach the horse how to race and, and earn great money whilst giving it a genuine, and as I said, perhaps it's the only way to win, in taking a seat on Leap to Fame. So I, I think for all those reasons and then um, add, adding to what you've just said, I think we'll see him behind the leader. And it'll be interesting if he does settle just how close he can get to Leap to Fame up the straight. This is a horse that rattled off 26 sub-26 quarters in trials and... Uh, even though I am a believer, trials are, are, are not the same as races, particularly given the, the slow first halves. This horse has pure speed, so if if any horse is to challenge him, he's, he's obviously the one that will do it. And just how close he gets remains to be seen. So I'm excited for that. And as you say, the, the Miracle Mile, that this will be a nice little pipe opener and, and definitely helps us um, reframe markets and get a better picture on what may happen there. Have Tab got a market open for, for Leap to Fame to do the double, the Hunter Cup Miracle Mile double? Yeah, so we, we opened that one today as well. Again, a little bit tricky to price because the assumption is he'll just win tomorrow night and then he's going to um, appear or start in the, in the Miracle Mile. Uh, punters will get a refund if he does not start um, in either race. So rest assured there's no um, issues there. Should he not go to the Miracle Mile... Uh, making up numbers, I think I put up three dollars sixty or something like that. Uh, people might say that's that's potentially free money uh, or, or good value if he is just a, a moral tomorrow night. If not, um, perhaps you know, it could just be a little bit of a trap if something was to go awry tomorrow. I don't see it happening, but stranger things has happening uh, have happened, and I guess that's a race, uh, not a result after all. Mm. Uh, the other race that I wanted to touch on with you this morning is the Bonanza. So this is a key race in lead-up to the Chariots of Fire. This is a ripper, this race, tomorrow night. So captains knock 320, perfect class, Frankie Ferocious, 350 each, and then $4 captain Hammerhead. This is going to be a race. Yeah, sometimes when you're framing a market, you, you, you just think, geez, that looks the wrong price, or that's too long, I can't open that. Well... I felt like I felt that way about three quarters of this field when, when framing this market. Uh, I think Captain's Knock and on potential Frankie Ferocious in a straight line um, appear, to, in my opinion, the, the more qualified to win the race. 
but perfect class with Captain Hammerhead, particularly in Victoria, have have really good records. So we are set up for a brilliant race. I did. I think it was Ryan that mentioned perfect class. He he had not leading, and I do concur to that theory, um, or with that theory. If perfect class is able to hold, and on the the, the pure boom around Frankie Ferocious, the three dollars fifty would be huge overs and could be even race over without um, being too dramatic. If not, if he's three fence, it could be race over for him. So this really is a great rendition of this this race. If anything, it's at the very least, it's a mini chariot to fire. Yeah, yeah, no uh, doubt about that. That is going to be a ripper tomorrow night. What about the free-for-all up here? Ryan was giving a good push, Manila Playboy, $1.80 that plays. Turn it up's the favourite. What are your thoughts here? Yeah, uh, I think the draw made it a, a very interesting race. Do you think Deus X will be lit up early and has the necessary speed to lead, despite the yes. 2100? Yep. Yeah, and so I did go up him. I did go up a little bit shorter uh, with that notion. Uh, I think 12 horse fields, as the breed gets faster and the, and the tracks evolve, 12 horse fields make it, in my opinion, nearly mission impossible most weeks for those back in the pack. 2100 should help them, but I personally think the Manila Playboy and Turn It Up are going to have to be extra extra good to win. I understand it's not the strongest free-for-all um, we've had up there in perhaps in recent times, particularly with Leap to Fame not being in it, but I do think that these these backmarkers are really going to have to be on there, be almost cherry ripe to get the job done tomorrow night. So I think Deus Ex is drifting out to a nice price. Red right hand got beaten in in a, an inferior race last week, but perhaps has a better setup this week. And then you've got the, the, the likes of um, Rummany who's probably on the clock, going as good as good as ever. And horses like So Extra and Northy Hustler never far away. So I, I actually think it's a cracking little free for all and a good little support race on on what's going to be a brilliant night. Yeah, no doubt about it. You've been busy because you've got markets up, futures markets up for both the Nullarbor and the Eureka. Yeah, yeah. So if you've got any additions for either, uh, let me know. At this stage, when we when we first put them up, it's a little bit of a guess job as to who might go. And um, this year's no difference, different, particularly with the Eureka. We chucked in um, Sergeant Lou after your interview the other day. I felt compelled to, to add it to the to the market for listeners, and uh, no doubt he, he's one of many that could shape up for for a race of this caliber. Mm, yeah, it's going to be interesting over the next couple of months. Andrew, as always, appreciate the time. Busy night for you tomorrow night. We'll touch base again next week. Thanks, Chris. Talk then. There's Andrew Spagnolo joining us from the tab. So there's a lot to look at, uh, especially with those futures markets and a lot of those offers as well. So make sure you check that out. Uh, the boys have been busy there compiling those markets for tomorrow night's Hunter Cup program. And there's likely to be 10 extra markets that you might want to look at as far as uh, your, your betting is concerned. Darren Clayton joins us now. Darren, good morning. Yeah, morning, Chris. Queensland could be set for a good night tomorrow night. Frankie Ferocious, if he turns up and he's on the job, he could easily win that race. Leap to Fame's the clear favourite. Tim's a troop is hard in the market for the pure steel. So Queensland should have plenty to cheer on tomorrow night. Yeah, there's plenty to plenty to cheer at Melton tomorrow night. And, yeah, easily um, we could get four winners there. And like you say, or three at least, um, Tim's a trooper hard in the market, and I know Grant Dixon was pretty keen to get him into the Hunter Cup. He feels he's got the horse back to his best, and uh, just a little bit disappointing that he was unable to get that run. Yeah, no doubt about it. Is it as simple as what uh, you know the market says with Leap to Fame? Yeah, I, was, 
I guess the market seems to, to be that way. But, yeah, I, I don't think big races like this are handed out. Like, to see a grand circuit race and a horse start, you know, wide on the front line be at that price. So um, I don't think they'll be handing it to him, that's for sure. But he certainly is the, the clear top pick off his inner dominion victory. But... Um, if he has to work to get to the front, it might just set it up for something back in the pack. But, um, you know, that's it's all dependent how hard they go. But we've seen what he's produced here in Queensland in the two runs since the Inter-Dominion. They've just been basic trial hit-outs. Really hasn't had to do uh, much at all to win. And after the clean sweep of the Inter-Dominion, um, you know, he's, he's in the right form to claim successive Grand Circuit races. Well, when he won the Inter Dominion, he went 53.5 for the 26.80, the fastest time so far for the Hunter Cup at 27.60 from the mobile Tiger Tara, 53.2. Weather dependent, but there's a chance he'll go around that sort of mark, won't he? Yeah, certainly. And if you look at it, the, his runs in the Victoria Cup and uh, the Eureka, where you know they were just strong times over big distance as well. So, um, you know, he just seems to just have that incredible capacity to just keep rolling on that speed and um, you know to be fair the defeats other than the Blacks of Fake defeat where we know about that wheel issue, his other defeats have been where he's been the swoopers have got over the top of him so um, whether that plays into Catchaway like Kate Gath or, or something else that happens to get forward first and um, you know just try to make him work hoping that they can find a chink in the armour. Well, uh, I think they'll find a chink in their own armour before they find one in Larry's. Mm. Uh, let's focus on Albion Park tomorrow night. Eight races. This free-for-all race, too. Intriguing race. So Ryan's really keen Manila playboy. eighty the place. Uh, Andrew's expecting Deus Ex to spear out and lead. And he thinks it's, you know, it's not easy for Manila playboy and turn it up, given their uh, draws and it's a capacity field. What's your take on race two tomorrow night? Yeah, I think Manila Playboy, the place option, looks really good. I actually think Turn It Up wins this race off the back of his first up run. You know, he got through to the Inner Dominion and that was purely off sort of pretty much, you know, just limping into the final in terms of, you know, he was being nursed to get through those runs. We know he's so much better when he's kept fresh. Uh, he had the run two weeks ago behind Turn It Up and really attacked the line. He gets back into a race here where if you go through his form where he sort of meets these, you know, to be fair, sort of second division free-for-alls, which effectively this one probably is, his record is absolutely superb regardless of where he draws. And, um, you know, his overall record over the past 30 months at Albion Park is second to none. And um, he's got that wicked speed whether it be off the gate or save for one run. And I think um, if he can get in the right position, he can just power over the top of them at some point and uh, Shane Graham can pinch this one. Just a quick one on that. Is there a chance that Turn It Up could find the back of Deus Ex soon after the start here? Well, that was, that was one sort of scenario I was looking at. The other scenario I look, looked at, which Shane Graham is, is really effective at, is the old back straight bull rush at some, with a lap to... You know, uh, mm. a lap to travel. It's the 2100. Settle earlier around that first turn, and then just ping down the back and get to the front. So um, it's effectively the, the same scenario, really. But yeah, I think he'll get put in the race early with that. You know, electric turn of speed. We know he has.
All right, Tom's on the wing. Best bet for you tomorrow night at the creek? Yeah, I, we're on the same page here, Chris. What a roller. There's no reason he can't do that again. He, he was super last week, just found the front, um, took them all the way. He can do that again there tomorrow night. I don't think that field is any harder than what he beat last mm. week. Yeah, it certainly looks the one there. What about the dashboard? Is that up and available through the RQ website? Yeah, up and about, and uh, it's got what a roller there. I think Windy Hill Wally um, might be a bit of a chance tomorrow night. He finds he just keeps winning old Wally, and he finds a race where he'll be tucked in behind the speed again, so um, he might be able to get a late split. Um, we're in Team Teal colours for the next six weeks on the dashboard, so a little bit of a, a change-up. Who's the driver Teal. to follow? Pete McMullen. Um He's got a few good drives there. The tax collector, Romani, Elder Magician, Delhi Row, who'll be good to see him back, three-year-old returning. Heaven Attracts and Lulu Lucifer could be a, a double for Ben Battle later in the card. All right. Well, that's all in front of us tomorrow night. Darren, we'll see you trackside. Appreciate the time today. Cheers, Chris.